Welcome to CyberConnect, a podcast focused on discussing the IT, video surveillance, and access control issues that small and medium businesses experience. I'm your host, Ramon Bassett, a solution specialist with current technologies. What makes this podcast different is the point of view that I'll bring. It's not going to be theory, but an in-the-trenches point of view, because I'm in the field, on the phone, and in business leaders' offices listening to their technology needs on a daily basis. I'll be sharing real-life technology issues and how we at Current Technologies work to solve those issues by providing industry best practices. Our guests will be experts in their field and will share how their products are an integral part of the solutions we provide. CyberConnect is brought to you by Current Technologies, a full-service provider of IT, video surveillance, and access control solutions for businesses in the Chicagoland area. My name is Ramon Bassett, your host, along with our producer, Brennan Lambrecht. Brennan, the last episode, we talked about how power is the foundation of every network with our guest, Kyle Jarrell with Eaton Power. He shared with us the importance of having a power management strategy, why it's important to make sure when a business expands or upgrades their network that they have the proper uh, power in place and what questions to ask yourself when looking at replacing their UPS. So today I'm really excited. Today's topic is how Iris technology adds a deeper level of protection when it comes to access control. Unfortunately, with the rise of workplace violence and the upcoming Illinois Safety Act becoming effective January 1, 2023, it's critical that organizations relook at their current access control systems. Today's guest, Ramon, is Therese Scarlatti with one of our newest partners, Princeton Identity. They provide an access control solution that utilizes Iris technology. Hi, Therese. Welcome to CyberConnect, and thank you for joining me. Like I said, I'm excited to talk about this because it, in the past, has always been just regulated to the federal government, military, or global huge companies, but because of your technology and your company, it's going to be more affordable and small and medium businesses will be able to take advantage of that. Um, so to start, why don't you give us a little background about yourself and why you decided to work with Princeton Identity? Well, first of all, thank you for having me, Ramon and, and uh, Brennan. Um, I actually have been in the security industry for over 20 years, so it's always been about public safety, visitor safety, employee safety. And so as I have looked at technology grow, when I saw Princeton Identity and saw what they did and became a partner and became an employee of Princeton, I was very impressed with their technology. They have over 29 patents. One of them is Iris on the Move, which sets them apart. So technology is only as good as what you have behind that technology right. and security as well. So you could have the best security system if you don't have trained personnel and you don't have a good technology. It's not effective. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. And that's exciting. So you have a lot of experience in, in all aspects. So I'm sure you've seen just about all the 
technology out there when it comes to that uh, public safety. And so, you know, I, I like that's why I had you on because of your expertise. So question number one, how does this iris technology work and why is it the most effective biometric solution out there? How iris technology works is we have a muscle in our eye that controls the pupil. And so what the system does is it takes that picture of that and it uses 512 codes from the iris to create the code, and that is what is used. Once we have that, that 512-digit uh, code, then that goes into the system. We create a template, and we encrypt it and have a template, and that's what goes into our system and our, to our data. So that when somebody goes up to that reader, it's reading the iris. So we have multi-factor authentication as well inside of our readers. So we can do multi-factor authentication, which means I can do face and iris, I can do a PIN, I can do a PROX, I can do biometrics on card, I can do mobile credentialing. So that's sort of where our system is, where we have multi-factor authentication, which helps to secure locations, labs, hospitals, etc. Wow, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, that's a lot of uh, um, data. So when you say create a template, um, what happens if someone or if someone tries to steal that data? Are they going to get somebody's iris or their personal information? No, they won't because that is encrypted. First of all, it's encrypted, and then we're just using a template. So they'll just get a binary code. They're just going to see a binary code, and that's not going to give them any information. Plus, on top of that, the person that's running that system, the company that has that data, they can get rid of their data, and they can have a set time that they're getting rid of that data, whether it's one day, four weeks, or whatever they choose as their protocol within that company. They can dump that data, so to speak. But it, even if they were to get in, as soon as that data was taken, they're just going to see a binary code. Okay. And uh, now, do, do does your company sell any of that information? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. There's other companies out there that do um, gather data and store it forever and could possibly sell it. I'm not going to say that they sell it, but um, we know that there's um, the, the TSA uses clear and that they are gathering facial information, so they, ha they don't dump that data. Okay. So there are companies out there that do do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's something that's, you know, coming from our background of cybersecurity, that's, that's uh, crucial to know that, that it's protected and safe and you're not going to be selling it to the highest bidder. Um, now, so just like any type of solution, and especially the latest, there's going to have some common concerns that business owners will have while implementing biometrics, including Irish technology, such as they might say it's invasive and can cause damage to one's eyes. Um, and another one is biometrics are a threat to personal privacy. Um, so what would and how would those uh, how would you address those concerns? Well, let's first start with the safety of the eye, uh, because we want everybody to know that their eye is safe and they're not getting an, a scan inside their eye. It's an infrared. That's how we're gathering that those codes, that 512 code. Um, iris code, it's from an infrared light. So we're not going into the eye and hitting the retina. We're hitting your iris, which is with that the infrared light, which is not going to be hurting your your eye or, or have any long any effects to your your eye, your vision long term. 
So I think that when we look at concerns with employers, one of the things is the employee comfort level and buy-in privacy is always a big thing. Right. And so the, that leads us to if there's, a custom, if there's a customer that says, I have an employee that does not want that, we can put the biometrics on card, which means it's not stored inside the system, okay. just for their comfort, even okay. though we know it is, it's going to be a binary code, it's a template, it's not being stored, just for their comfort. Or they can use a PIN code, or they can use a prox code, or they can use a mobile credential. And so there's ways around that. But that's one of the things that the employers do say that there, there could be an issue with the employee comfort. But there's also, as they become an employee and they sign in, they opt into that, and they have to say, yes, I agree to have my face used, my iris used, etc. Okay, well, that's, that's good that you have offer multiple ways of accessing this um, technology so that it can be um, um, people with their comfort comfort level and their um, ease of use, I could say. I think that sounds like uh, that would benefit a lot of our, our listeners. And as we look at different companies out there that have different levels of security, that sometimes they need a multi-factor, yeah. which means a two-factor or a three-factor. So having that PIN code or that prox card the iris, the, the face ID, and the prox code or PIN code is important. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so can someone spoof the system? Like, for example, hold up a picture of the owner or whoever they want to mimic to, to get into the system and gain access. Um, and, yeah, so let's ask that first. Some systems, but not ours. So we have anti-spoofing technology. We have patents for the anti-spoofing technology. So we're using different dimensions of the face so that it's not just a, a flat surface. If a company was using that, which there are some that do, it is a flat surface, which you could take a picture. And I actually have someone that tried that, and it worked with another company. So we do not have that. It's looking for the multi-dimension. When we do create ID, and we're sending that in, so we're doing visitor management, remote remote enrollment we do use the face until their iris is enrolled and then you can take the face out and only use iris as well okay so there's really not a way to spoof your eyes either you, you nobody hands over your irises <laughs> they can <laughs> hand over your prox card but you yeah, can't hand right. over your irises now i think i remember you telling me that there is um, no set of irises in the world that are the same not even identical twins wow. so they are it's, it's a muscle in that eye that is made by for each person. So hmm. it's, it's very, and it's 1 in 1.4 trillion falses. So it means that that's how little you have to con be concerned about a false let somebody in. 1.4 trillion. So that's a pretty large number. Yeah. So 1 in 14 trillion is it? Right. Yeah. 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 So that's, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Wow. So is, you know, because, you have the thumbprint, you've got handprint, you've got um, other types of um, biometrics. Why, I'm assuming because there's no iris the same is probably one of the reasons why it's the most effective. But what are some of the other downfalls of using other biometrics, like your fingerprint? The fingerprint, people wear off their, people don't realize you can wear off your, your fingerprints. Um, people that work with masonry work, people that are in the culinary world, doctors that are scrubbing their hands constantly, that can, or, or oils on the skin, injury, 
um, lotions that that does that does have an issue with those prints and getting them in. Plus, we're at the sort of a world where we're concerned about passing diseases and, and viruses. So touchless is is huge, and that gives another level of 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 feeling safe to the end users. Right. Yeah. Well, that's good. Now, uh, can can your system read? Um, let's say they have goggles because they have they're working in a, a clean environment and they you know they have to have those on rather than having to get out of that check in and then put it all back on can it read that it can go through goggles sunglasses uh let's say if you're working at a refinery and you have safety glasses on it'll go through the safety glass mask medical masks so it's looking for that iris and it can get through those glasses um, and we've actually had customers that uh, we were demoing it to, and they got he had the rainbow glasses, and they put them there like, oh, I'm gonna fool it. It worked, and wow. so it was like impressive, very yeah, impressive. That is. But it actually it gives that 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 hands free effect as well. So people that are working, you know, medical world, I mean, they're not gonna take their gloves off to use a thumbprint. So right. that also opens that door for them. Pardon the pun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like you guys have thought about everything. Uh, while putting together this um, this solution, so what are there are always going to be? But what are the legal ramifications when a business is wanting to implement your system? I'm not a lawyer, but we there are Illinois and California have the strictest laws for facial facial ID, and so we've had there's been lawsuits that have been um, won um, against using face. So that's something that the employer wants to keep in mind. So that's where the iris would come because there is nothing that stops them with the iris. But there's also opting in. So when somebody opts in, and Princeton has worked with Illinois and California attorneys, when we wrote our opt-in for our Create ID, since it's a remote remote um, visitor management and remote um, enrollment, mm-hmm. so we've used those lawyers to write it specifically for that to make sure that we... Um, make sure that the employer is is safe from the legal problems. But I would always say to the end users and the companies and those that are in charge to, to talk to a legal team and make sure that they are falling within the Illinois or California laws. But outside of there, there's there's the other states have not had filed suit, and I, I don't think that they will. I think that there's um, a great need for this technology, and it's growing all over. Yeah, well, definitely, and that's uh, that's good that you had actual uh, lawyers that are in Illinois who know the law to be able to put together that um, you know opt in or the language for that. So, but yeah, always check with your own attorney. Uh, all right, so Teresa, uh, thank you very much for joining me. Um, uh, joining us on this episode of CyberConnect and for educating our listeners on how Iris technology is the most effective and accurate biometric uh, access control solution out there for small and medium businesses. Please check out the website for Current Technologies, our signature sponsor for the CyberConnect podcast at www.getcurrent.net. If you'd like to see, no pun intended, how the Iris solution works and how easy it is to enroll someone, please reach out to me uh, and we can schedule a demo. You can reach me at uh, 630-317-5657 or by email at rbassett at currenttech.net. 
You can also enjoy my weekly uh, technology videos uh, by following me on LinkedIn and YouTube at hashtag ITUCanThriveOn. And as I say goodbye, I want to thank our producer, Brennan, who makes this all work, and our sponsor, Current Technologies. Until next time, be safe.